0: always stay connected with 99.9% reliable sky broadband talk to our dedicated switch squad or search sky broadband to get started
1: leaving cert student leah quigg
0: likes to study i'm
1: proper nerd the nerd of the family do what i mean like yeah books are my best friend but even for leah sitting
0: the state exams back in june was stressful
1: my hair started falling out it was a it was a dark time
0: The class of 2022, who get their Leaving Cert results on Friday, have had a lot to contend with over recent years. The pandemic seriously interrupted their secondary education. And now that it's their turn to enjoy the rewards of that study, the landscape has changed. The significant increase in higher grades is expected to fuel a rise in points for many college courses. Measures to keep the Leaving Cert system going during the pandemic came with an unwanted side effect, massive grade inflation. Now, it takes more CAO points than ever to win a spot
1: in many university courses. I think, like, if you're someone who is getting 625 points and then you're not guaranteed your course, that's so unfair. And even for
0: those who do get in, finding somewhere to live at university has never been more difficult.
1: I should not, at 18 years of age, be more concerned about where I'm going to live in college than if I'm going to get into college.
0: This is In The News from The Irish Times. I'm Sarah Gha Today, the battle to get to university for the class of 2022. Carl O'Brien is the Irish Times education editor. Carl, can you remind us what's been happening to the Leaving Cert exams over the past few years during the pandemic, essentially?
2: Well, you know, there's been huge disruption to. What we would know is the traditional uh, leaving cert. You had two years of the leaving cert, effectively replaced by predicted grades or a choice between the two of them, uh, where you had teachers basically giving a, a, a forecast of what grades their students were likely to get in the exams. This year, it's the first return to normal, if you like. But of course, like with everything these days, you know, normal is, is kind of relative. We had a return to exams only earlier this summer Uh, but there were a number of big differences this year Uh, and one was the scale of changes to the exams so you've had fewer questions more choice more time to complete the papers and all that was aimed at compensating for the disruption to to students education in recent years Uh, and the fact that many were really struggling to, to get the course done on time. And and then uh, another big change this year is that the results will be no lower on aggregate than last year. And, and if you remember last year's results and the year before were higher than ever because of that that mm. teacher predicted grading system. So, you know, we're, we'll likely see a rerun of a lot of those issues and, and concerns over grade inflation, the integrity of grades, high CEO points and, and so on.
1: I thought I was in T.Y., when Covid started and like lockdown happened and we were like oh deadly two weeks off <laughs> we delighted ourselves and then obviously two weeks turned into nearly a year How much
0: disruption was there to learning for the young people the 2022 leaving students who sat their exams in June the gaps in their education that would have happened because of Covid
2: Like if you think about it you know, this cohort of Leaving Cert students has suffered more disruption cumulatively than any other group of students before that, that sat the exams. So for most of them, like their entire senior cycle, that's the, you know, the three academic years leading up to the exams, have been heavily disrupted. You know, you had those two hard lockdowns, which shut schools for, for a significant period of time.
1: Doing fifth year like, through my iPad was just like, it was so difficult. Like we were fortunate enough that in my school we have, we have iPads and we're used to using technology for learning, which I was very fortunate to have. I can't imagine like doing it without that access to technology. Like I just, I couldn't imagine.
2: And then you know, even like, in the last academic year, the schools didn't shut, but there was still a lot of disruption, you know, with students out for COVID and teachers out for COVID and this ongoing sense of uncertainty.
1: Not having kind of, I would say, crucial information till the very last minute made it even more difficult like finding out weeks before our mocks that we are going to have exams, not pretty the grades. Like even during our exams, we were thinking, like, what if we get COVID? Like, do we come in? Do we not come in? I think it was sort of difficult, I think is a good way to put it. Carl,
0: did a lot of the students you spoke to report similar experiences to what Leah went through?
2: Sometimes I think with COVID, it's, it's hard to put yourself back in the context of the time, but uh, particularly January of, of uh, this year, the, that's really where the uncertainty reached kind of fever pitch. And, and there was that sense of the latest wave of COVID at the time was, was posing a threat to schools. Uh, a lot of students were saying, and virtually all opposition parties were saying we should have a return to predicted grades. And a lot of that was seen as, as a move to kind of take some of the anxiety out, out of what was facing leaving certain students. Um, ultimately you know the, the government went with the exams-only approach on the advice of the State Exams Commission. And one kind of key reason for that was the fact that you had a cohort of students who didn't sit a junior cert because the junior cert was cancelled uh, in, in the first year of COVID. And that junior cert data was crucial in facilitating a more accurate predicted grade system. So the, the educational authorities felt that they couldn't press ahead with the predicted grade system that would really be reliable uh, for the 2022 cohort.
1: I know some some of my peers were depending on they're pretty great, you know what I mean? But which is completely fair enough, like why shouldn't they? Because up until that point, it was up in the air.
2: Of course, that decision was made very, very late in the day. Like a lot of students were just on the cusp of doing their mock exams. So it did come late. It did cause a lot of uncertainty. Um, but but ultimately, yeah, the predicted grades has ended now. And this is the first return uh, to normality. But for a lot of these students, it's a tough adjustment because a lot of them have never sat even a junior cert. So this is their first major state exam. So you can see certainly uh, I think a lot of students are understandably very anxious because they don't really have that benchmark that most of us would have had going back to our junior cert or or inter cert exams.
0: But Carl, I've spoken to you about leaving cert reform on the podcast before and the idea of bringing in an element of continuous assessment. Could predicted grades or something like it be a solution here is there an argument for keeping predicted grades?
2: I think they're certainly gone for now um the, it, the, it is a return to, to an exams only approach and I guess you know one of the issues with predicted grades, is is that you know they are just very generous. The first ever Leaving
0: Cert calculated grades have resulted in record results for the class of twenty twenty. The process, was you know,
2: like teachers were very generous just... in twenty twenty, and they're even more generous again in twenty twenty one. I got six hundred and twenty five points, so I'm delighted. Yeah, and uh, what what had your expectation been? Around five fifty, maybe. So we have seen this kind of runaway grade inflation, and you can only you know. Uh, manage that for, for a limited period of time.
0: This runaway grade inflation leaves the education system and Minister for Education Norma Foley with a problem. If left alone, this year's Leaving Cert students would get, on average, worse results than last year's students. And for reasons that we'll hear, that would cause even more problems. So the Education Minister announced that 2022's Leaving Cert grades will be artificially increased to keep them in line with the past two years.
2: So that's being achieved by what's called a post-marking intervention. So the grades on aggregate will be pushed up to match last year's grades. There has been a a pledge this year from the Minister for Education that this year's grades will be no lower than last year. So you're going to see a match of last year's record Breaking grades. And just to give you a sense of how much higher these grades will be compared to normal years is that, you know, the typical uh, exam results in higher level papers are running at about 17% ahead of normal grades in, 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 pre-pa- in the pre pandemic era. Mm-hmm. So your typical student in CO points will have about 60 more CO points than they would have had in, let's say, 2019.
0: Can you tell us a bit more about why the Department of Education felt that was needed?
2: I think that was politics, really. You know, uh, students felt that they would be at a disadvantage if their grades this year were lower than last year's. And that's really down to the CEO points race, because in any given year, you have thousands of applicants who are applying for college courses using points that they achieved in previous year's exams. So this year's cohort of students rightly were worried about being behind in the queue for their college courses if um, their marks were lower than the previous year's. So I think that decision to set the grades at the same level as last year was very much political. I think it was an attempt to kind of get students and parents on board with the plan of returning to an exams only approach. And I think ultimately, you know, that did work. Although you know uh, it will cause problems uh, and and f- for the education system, you know over the coming days and weeks.
0: I want to ask you about those problems because this grade inflation does have drawbacks. Carl, can you talk about some of the unwanted effects of inflating grades year on year?
2: Sure. Well, I think broadly speaking, there are, there are kind of three broad drawbacks to grade inflation. Uh, the first is. You know a rising tide does lift all boats, which is great, so so all the grades uh, rise upwards, but grades can only get so high you know there 's a point at which you reach your maximum points, so that is leading to some overcrowding uh, at those top grades so let 's say if you look at those kind of six hundred point plus courses in, in the in the old days, relatively few students would get to that level of points nowadays you 're getting lots of students scoring six hundred points plus which makes it much harder then to differentiate between who are the top students in courses like like medicine and and so on so so that differentiation is is, is a real challenge um another one is, is is this increase in in random selection or or basically a lottery to select students for university courses so so because of this overcrowding of of, of the high points um you're seeing more courses particularly in high points courses Uh, opting for this random selection again to differentiate students and just to give you a sense of that I think random selection isn't used much it's only about eight percent of courses overall but if you look last year at the courses that require 550 points or more it was used in over 40 percent of those courses so that leads to real injustice where you've sometimes students scoring maximum points in courses like medicine or some tech courses and then losing out by a lottery. So, so that is really crushing.
1: If you're someone who is getting 625 points, and then you're not guaranteed your course, like, that's so unfair. Like, that's the top of the top and still not getting what they deserve. I think education is a right. If I want to go and study medicine, if I want to go and study PE teaching, I should, if I get the points, and if I do my best, I feel like I should be able to go and do that
2: and then a third kind of broader disadvantage i think is is this risk over the future integrity of leaving certain grades because grades they're used by employers and colleges and others as you know a, a benchmark for academic ability over the years and and for decades we've had you know, an an A has meant an A or a H one has meant a H one. We know what that means. There, it's been um, quite reliable over the years. I think the danger is uh, the longer we have inflated grades, that there's a loss of faith in the integrity of what a legal Cert grade stands for, and and there is some grumbling in universities that students are getting into courses on higher points, uh, and then they're struggling. So so the points aren't necessarily an indicator of 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 their academic ability. So I think they're just some of the the, the big drawbacks of, of, of great inflation.
0: What about the stress aspect as well, Carl? I mean, the anyone who has sat the Leaving Cert knows how stressful an exam it is, arguably the most stressful exam you'll ever sit. So just increasing points year on year, this great inflation, doesn't that just make everything just even more full on for these young people?
2: Yeah, you know, the, the Leaving Cert and, you know, the CO points process Particularly, it it is brutal. You know, it is. There is no hiding place. You know, you are you're, you're in a uh, a points race, and and all of these factors, I think, are leading to an exacerbating um, anxiety.
1: School is like such a. When you're in it, it's like the biggest pressure in the whole world. It's hard to kind of take yourself out of it. So my goal for myself was just to not cry, and I didn't. Very proud of myself.
2: <laughs> so, you know, the big question I think is well, like, how do we? Solve this, you know, and how, how do we how do we uh, create a system that that is fair? And, and there there are obviously big 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 questions. And you know, one is like, do you reform the leaving cert, mm. or actually do you reform the CEO points, or do you need to reform them both? You know, um and then the, the other issue is, well, how do you deflate? grades because like inflating them is kind of easy you know Um because most people are kind of broadly speaking quite happy as you inflate grades but when you start deflating them that's where you start disadvantaging you know current year students versus previous year students and and politically that that is very tricky. I think there is certainly an appetite for um what some officials would call a glide path back to to normal grades so that's that's a let's say over years you know maybe a uh, three-year period maybe a five-year period of of returning those grades back to uh, a normal level so you're not you know unduly disadvantaging you know one group uh, over another it's not a short sharp shock in that sense uh, so that that's going to be a big issue and then there is obviously there's this wider issue around just leaving cert grades uh, leaving certain reform and, and spreading that assessment load and, and taking some of that anxiety out of that you know, two week period in, in June where you really have to perform on the day. And I hope that, that you get you know the right questions and you hope that everything goes your way. So, so that I think they are big issues, I think, that are going to dominate over the coming years.
0: Carl, there's another story in the news this week about the Leaving Cert, which is the proposal to move two of the most challenging exams, Irish Paper 1 and English Paper 1, from the end of sixth year to the end of fifth year as part of reforms to the senior cycle. Those in favour of the move have said it could be viewed as an early win for students, a chance to get two very heavy exams done and dusted in fifth year. But those against it say the change would affect students' ability to engage with Paper 1, which actually improves through their preparation for paper two. And there's also another argument that it would, quote, significantly disadvantage male students, given their level of maturity. Carl, does it look like this might happen? And if it did, when would it happen? And what do you think students would think about this idea?
2: It's going to be interesting to see, will this happen? Because this question about moving the exams back into fifth year from sixth year, it's like a proxy battle, for wider leaving cert reform, you know. So as you said, on the one hand, you have the education authorities who want an early win. And then you have your teachers and possibly certainly some students who have real concerns and genuine concerns around this. And um, it's difficult to know how this is going to go. My, my sense is that they, they will get this over the line, uh, even in the teeth of, of, of a, of a lot of concerns. But uh, I do think this is. You know, we're talking about politics. I think this is politically motivated to get an early win because you know I, the reality is like changing curriculum um reforming the leaving cert that that it would probably take 10 years re- realistically uh before you really see the fruits of that feeding into um exams on the ground i think there was a big push to to, to deliver something early to show that you know the minister was reform minded and and wanted to improve things uh quickly but um, this, this will turn into a, a pitched battle. And and I do, you know, it's one of these issues, where I do see both sides of the argument. You know, I do see the the sense that you do need to spread the assessment load. I think most people agree that the current system is really, uh, really tough on a lot of students, causes a huge amount of anxiety, and, and that rewarding students for their work over a longer period of time is, is better. Uh, but like with all of these proposals, it's when you get into the nitty gritty uh, that it gets trickier. And one of those dilemmas of spreading the assessment load over fifth and sixth year is, you know, do you create even more points of stress and anxiety around that? You know, um, and and of course then there's this wider picture of, you know, you can reform the leaving cert all you want, but as long as we have a, C, a brutal co point system, that's not going to help either. You know, mm-hmm. I I think in general terms, you know, if you look at the bigger picture of leaving cert reform, you know, we're talking about really as it's spreading assessment, but also widening the horizon. So kind of recognizing more skills, uh, recognizing things like work experience, uh, recognizing some of those more vocational options. And I think, you know, if you, if you deliver that, that certainly should take some of the pressure uh, off, off the system. But But certainly, I think this first battle if you like is going to be a testing moment uh in the government's determination to deliver on on that first phase of of leaving cert reform
0: carl another major issue facing this year's leaving cert students is accommodation when they reach university or college which is both expensive but extremely scarce as well
1: it's like the biggest like i think about it all the time constantly because if i say get my points on Friday, I book my offer on the eighth, and then I book my accommodation the 9th Like if I don't get my accommodation, like I I can't go because I'm looking to go to maynooth and I live in wexford so it's not really feasible for me to commute every day. You know, that's like I can't. Like it's an hour and a half in the car, and it's just so expensive. Like I didn't even put Dublin down on my sale at all. I didn't even bother putting it down because I knew like <laughs> it's too expensive. Dublin's too expensive.
0: Is this the worst this situation has ever been?
2: I think it is. You know, there's always a student accommodation crisis. It's a hardy annual news story. This year, it is worse than it has ever been. And there's a number of factors there. You know, you have the existing housing crisis. You have a shortage of private rental accommodation, also linked to the Ukrainian uh, situation, there's been a reduction in digs or, or, or people renting out homes uh, because uh, largely of the pandemic. So all of this is making it really, really challenging for students. And then on top of that, of course, you have this cohort of leaving certs now who are getting their results. And they're um, behind in the race to get accommodation because the other students will be back to college uh, before before they begin. Um, so I think the one of the a few of the the potential impacts of this is we we could see a rise in deferrals you know students saying okay i'm going to defer my course until next year because i can't get accommodation Um, I think we could also see maybe in future years, possibly this year already, fewer students willing to travel out of their region to go to college if they can avoid it, you know. Um, So I think this is definitely going to have an impact, you know, in, in, in students' decision making now when it comes to their future course choices. And the reality is this is not a problem that's going to be solved anytime soon you know like for example if you do defer your course chances are you'll be facing into a similar situation next year and and most of the proposals of solving student accommodation such as more on campus accommodation they are going to take years to deliver so uh, this is unfortunately is something that's going to be with us for for quite a while now and and for students it's just something that you're going to have to factor in very early on into your decision making when it comes to you know, what course Uh, do you want to do uh, in future life?
0: Carl O'Brien, thanks so much for your time today. That's all for today. You can read more from Carl O'Brien on Leaving Cert reforms and follow all the Irish Times coverage of the Leaving Cert results in the coming days at irishtimes.com. This episode was produced by Declan Conlon, Suzanne Brennan and Aideen Finnegan. In the news, we'll be back on Friday. Never suffer the buffer again. Always stay connected with 99.9% reliable sky broadband. Whether you're streaming on the sofa. Gaming in the bedroom. Or swiping in the bathroom. I said swiping. You'll never be without it. Switch your home to 99.9% reliable sky broadband. Availability subject to location requires Sky Broadband Ultrafast. For more info, see sky.ie forward slash speeds. 99.9% reliability based on time our broadband network works across our base.